0: Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last.
1: Final stimulation is an implantable device consisting of two tiny wires connected to a battery that are placed alongside the spine. These wires emit a tiny electronic signal that blocks the pain signal that travels on nerves.
0: Advanced Pain Care, 512-244-4272 or online, austinpaindoctor.com.
1: The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz.
0: 903, Todd Jeffries, Patrick Osborne, Vandy, our producer, of course, and you at 512-836-0590. Uh, here on all the Todd and Oz Show. Begin. Yeah, that, that drone attack uh, by those, uh, those Iranian proxies that, that took out three of our reservists. Uh, what a horrible story that is! Yeah, and uh, it's 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 as if it's a story of a balloon floating across, across our country, and the Biden administration is just sitting back and watching.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just watching it all unfold, and, and and the reaction, the response that came from from the the White House press secretary, Corinne Jean Pierre, was so disingenuous. You know, it stumbled over, didn't know the names, just was just sort of. I, I, obviously, it, it was very difficult for her to get these words out, like a child. Yeah, and uh, I, I, you know, it's, I, it's, 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 it's sad. I mean, we've lost, we've lost these, these three. Now we lost two Navy SEALs just uh, a week or two ago. Uh, we're starting to lose American lives in this conflict.
0: Arkansas Senator Tom uh, Cotton, he's blaming the White House for
2: the deaths of these three U.S. troops. This is not an anomaly for Iran. This is what they've been doing for 45 years, but they have amped it up. Under Joe Biden and before him Barack Obama, because the Obama Biden foreign policy has been one of appeasement and conciliation. Yeah, I
0: I think the uh, the American government's afraid. There's a lot of fear of doing
2: anything, Hmm. right? Well, I mean, obviously, inaction is not the solution here because we've we've been attacked what uh, uh, 160 times since October. You know, U.S. military facilities in Iraq and Syria. Uh, You've lost a number of of, of service members now. You can't just sit there. We've chosen to position ourselves in this part of the world. We're getting hit now by our enemies. 160 different attacks? 160 different attacks, and we've done absolutely nothing. It feels like you could push us around. Yeah, you can push us around, and they know that. I don't think there's any fear of of, of this Biden administration. Here's Senator Tom Cotton again. There has to be devastating military retaliation for the targeting of American troops in Jordan, a friendly nation across international borders, leaving three dead Americans and more than three dozen wounded. Now, well, listen, we're being told the Biden administration
0: is uh, weighing the options, weighing the options and considering what to do next.
3: The White House has yet to say when President Biden will order any sort of counterattack on those responsible for the death of those three U.S. service members. However, his national security team is going to great lengths to insist it's a matter of when, not if. The U.S. will respond. On Capitol Hill, some lawmakers calling for an immediate and forceful response not only to the proxies that launched this attack but to Iran directly, including South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, who writes he's calling on the Biden administration to strike targets of significance inside Iran, not only as a reprisal for the killings of our forces, but as a deterrence against future aggression.
2: Yeah, 906 newsman Mark Meredith there. And, and you know, we are talking. We mentioned the, the more than 160 attacks uh, on, on U.S. military installations in uh, since October, there have also been more than 120 service members injured by these attacks yeah. in that region. You had these three killed by a drone strike, and they're being injured by, you know, people who wish death upon us, upon our nation. At what point is the, are, are these finally acts of war? Uh, I, I don't want to see us go to war with Iran by any means, but I mean... I don't think we could go to any war unless we close the border first. Well, that should be, first and foremost, our priority no matter what.
0: The sleeper cells from the cartels are here. The sleeper cells from Iran are here. Mm-hmm. The sleeper cells from Hamas are here. The United States has put itself in a position where we almost can't defend the nation. You have to think about how you're going to
2: defend yourself. You need to know that. I, I mean, we know they're here. We know they're here. It's, it's abundantly clear that, that, that they could that our enemies could come up the sleepers anytime they wanted, unchecked. Nobody's going to bother them. So, yeah, you're right. We need to deal with that first. But even if we close the border, they're already in here. Right? Uh, jump in
0: at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. I think that's the reason why we've never done anything about the cartels. Mm-hmm. The cartel is here, and uh, they've either bribed our governments or the government's making a lot of money off of it, and they're part of it.
2: Well, why don't – I mean uh, – well, if we're not going to do anything, then we need to get out of that part of the globe, come back over here, because clearly, you know, get, getting attacked, having you know dozens and dozens and dozens of U.S. service members get hurt, some killed, that's that's unacceptable. Yeah, you know, so you know, either bring them home or do something. Yeah, and and I don't I don't see a, a Think good result that. in doing something.
0: I, that's on three different fronts, right? Uh, you got the sleeper cells from Hamas. We've seen them in the streets, right? Protesting around campuses, right? Right. Uh, saying uh, you know death to israel from the river to the sea that group those are the sleeper cells you you've seen them on the news and the news is eager to talk to them and 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 promote their ideals the news is tv news loves to prop up uh, that mentality mm-hmm. they're here those sleeper cells are here uh, the cartel sleeper cells are here, so we can't really do anything about fentanyl. We can't do anything about uh, the illegal human trafficking. We can kind of push it back a little bit here and there occasionally, but uh, by and large, you know, we're just rearranging the furniture on the Titanic. Right. Uh, you got this Iranian thing that's that's really starting to build up as a result of, uh, you know, Hamas and Israel. Um, but we can't do anything about that because those Iranian sleeper cells, they're here too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're we're really in a uh, between a rock and a hard place now. Yeah. What texture says, I'm, I'm just fear mongering. How's that?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Is that fear mongering? I don't think so. Speaking the truth is that fear mongering. Well, it may, it may scare. I say, the I tell texter. you this: you should be afraid. Yeah, you should be afraid. You should be afraid of how open our border is. You should be afraid with how your government reacts
2: to the death of your soldiers yeah you should be afraid or at least really situationally aware yeah i mean it's it's very concerning and, and it's not like any of this is just made up it's it's happening but i don't know i don't know fear-mongering is what i would how i would describe that all right
0: listen uh in a new report is uh, any indicator austin's guaranteed income pilot program Remember that program they launched, uh, gosh, how long ago was it? A year ago? A year and a half ago? A couple years ago. Two I think. years ago, yeah. yeah. Well, the city uh, launched this program initially as a pilot program. They gave uh, 135 households $1,000 a month of your money. No questions asked, uh, courtesy of the Austin taxpayer, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was kind of a study to see how a universal basic income might help keep people off the streets. Well, this new report from the new uh, the nonprofit Up Together shows that most people use that extra money to cover housing costs and ultimately found more uh, stability because of it. In other words, they actually called and sent messages to the people they gave uh, $1,000 a month to, and they asked the question, hey, this work out for you? Hey, is this okay? We continue this? We c- Is it okay if we continue giving $1,000 to you every month? Is that okay?
2: Actually, and, no, I, I, w- I was very unhappy in getting this
0: extra $1,000. Well, collectively, unanimously, the people liked it. No no surprise there, huh? Yeah, th- yes! Yeah, this report also shows uh, recipients were less likely to face eviction. Uh, 9% said the money helped them work less and spend more on other things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I- the people give you
2: $1,000, you shouldn't work less. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're getting an opportunity. This is free money with no strings attached. You didn't work for it. Your, the city council actually took it and said from somebody else and gave it to you and said here you go mm. you should use that as an opportunity to really give your you know step your game up uh, Damon is checking in on the Todd and Oz
0: show this morning hey Damon
4: hey good morning gentlemen um, so I was listening to uh, you guys talking a moment ago you're talking about the sleeper cells and people that are here um, to do bad things right now as we speak uh, there's an Iranian intelligence officer who's also kind of a drug kingpin. And he's been hiring local biker gangs in the United States to assassinate people. That's right. And so, this this is this is not even trying to be secretive or quiet. It's um, out in the open, these, yeah. These yeah, it's it's relatively in the open. But these bad people are here, and uh, they're hiring other bad people who are from here to do bad things. Mm-hmm. And so, a, a lot more of them have come in completely unchecked. Uh, it's it's going to be a problem in the future that we'll yeah. have to deal with. Yeah, the, so the, the guy who says you're fear-mongering, no, it's it's real and it's happening right now. No, 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 I,
0: I'm with you 100. percent We're, we're going to update uh, that story as well. You're right. That's it's a it's an amazing story, and uh, and the same people uh, want to take your guns away. The same people want to restrict certain types of guns. That's right. Right. Well, the same we need people
4: want to be defenseless. Yeah, so that we can do. They can do the bad things they want to do, and we can't do nothing about it. Good
0: point, Damon. 917 here on the Tanana Show. Thank you for joining us at 512-836-0590. An Iranian drug trafficker with ties to the spy agency has been charged by the U.S. Department of Justice with hiring members of the Hells Angels biker gang to carry out assassinations on American soil. Yeah, the DOJ unsealed the charges Monday, alleging that Iranian operative Najiz Shareri, along with two Canadian nationals identified as Hell's Angels members, Damon Patrick, John Ryan, and Adam Richard Pearson, conspired in a murder-for-hire scheme to kill two people in Maryland, one of whom uh, defected from Iran. Yeah, the three are said to have uh, conspired between uh, December 2020 through March of 2021 using encrypted messaging to recruit agents to travel to the U.S., to carry out the killings. Man. Wow. And they're here. The, the bad guys are here. Well, when you hear about stories like this, and then you hear about the Chinese police station that they wanted to put in New York, and they have a couple in Canada that's that are still there, uh, it, it, it makes you it makes you question your sovereignty.
2: Well, you know, we, I, mean, I don't know how you could really feel like you've got much when everything is just so wide open down there. Uh, David is checking in uh, this morning on the Todd and Oz show from Phoenix,
0: and that is east of Tyler. <laughs> David, good yeah. morning. Yes, good morning.
4: Yeah, so back in June, the day before Title 42 was lifted, I just bought a Colt Forty Five rifle and was going to get some sh- some shells for it at the gun store. I finally found one. Pulled up to the gun store. It's right next to an outfitter store. They sell all kinds, of, all kinds of gear there. I pulled into the parking space, and there was a tree there. And underneath the tree, there were about 10 or 12, Chinese guys, I guess. I suppose they're all dressed identically.
0: oh David, you there? I got him. Hang on a second. Let's put him on hold. Uh... David, something happened with your recording equipment on your end, it sounds like. Sounds like you had a machine or something that snapped and broke. I see you're still on hold. Okay, call back. He hung up. You have a bell moment there. I guess. Call back, David. Yeah, call back this morning. All right, five one two eight three six zero five nine. It's a pretty interesting story about this uh, this Iranian that was hiring a uh, Hell's Angel
2: types to carry out assassinations. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean that's and that's one that's one guy. I, I'm sure there are you know plenty like him who either have plans to come this way or have already made their way here. Mm. Like you say, you know we. I mean. Really got to deal with that issue of the sleepers. Yeah, listen, uh,
0: human smugglers—they're uh, pulling up on one side of the border wall in California and dropping off dozens of people. Then they go around, uh, you know, the fence and enter the U.S. illegally. Uh, you've seen this video that's been circulating in cyberspace. Fox reporter Matt Finn has more.
3: Here in Texas, the showdown between President Biden and Governor Abbott has not led up. Meanwhile, over in Southern California, illegal crossings in Hucumba, California, and it's in the eastern San Diego County. Two human smuggling SUVs pull up to the Mexican side of the wall and drop off dozens of people who illegally breeze right through our southern border wall. This group included illegal migrants from China, Turkey, Brazil, and and India. A U.S. Customs and Border Protection source tells Fox News there were more than 1,100 Border Patrol apprehensions in the San Diego sector yesterday alone.
2: Man. It's just getting worse. From China. Yeah. They're, they're
0: from 160
2: different countries. That's yeah. that's just wild, isn't it? Well, I, I mean, nothing surprises me down there anymore. And, and well, you know, I, I guess I continue to be surprised every day by this, this lack of concern from the administration mm. and, and how you know, the, the gusto with which they fight states like Texas that are actually trying to secure things down there. That still surprises me. Yeah, but it's definitely concerning.
0: Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, uh, he's doubling down on his notion that state authorities at the U.S.-Mexico border plan to replace any razor wire uh, or fencing uh, that is removed by border agents who were just uh, granted the ability to do so via that uh, Supreme Court decision. Uh, there hasn't been any kind of—I haven't seen video of Border Patrol taking down the razor wire as of last week since the Supreme Court decision. Right. There's some other videos of them cutting the razor wire, right? That's the reason it got to the Supreme Court.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, largely, I think the reason why we're not seeing it is because Texas is still keeping Border Patrol out of that park where it's a big area that they want to get in there and cut the wire. Yeah. Um, at, and, and I'm glad Texas is still holding its ground. Patrick says he
0: he he was at the 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 border this past weekend. Um, in the event that the Biden administration sent border patrol agents to remove that wire, he wanted to be there at Shelby Park, and uh, he says we don't want a confrontation, but we do want to secure the border. I don't believe
2: that they want to secure the border. Do
0: you don't? Know, no, tell me, let me, This is a quote from Dan Patrick. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We don't want a confrontation meeting between the guard and the border patrol. I got you. We okay. just want to secure the border.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I I, I don't think anybody wants to see a conversation between, you know, state and federal agencies. Yeah, Uh, Toby's checking in from Bee Caves this morning. Toby, good morning.
1: Good morning. Yeah. uh, It's probably come up before, but uh, both of the countries where our uh, people are being attacked, uh, they say Jordan, but it's right on the border with Syria and Al-Tanf, T-A-N-F, uh, is uh, our major base probably as far as square miles. Mm-hmm. in that whole area of the world. And uh, most of it's in Syria. The uh, Both of those countries, the Syrian president uh, and the, uh, the Congress, or whatever they call it in, I- uh, in Iraq, have asked our troops to leave the country. So that the fact that we keep putting more troops in there, which I, I know we expanded our presence in Al-Qaeda with, uh, I believe it was guards people, a month ago, is 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 interesting uh i find it bizarre frankly that's that was my comment no, Thank let's, you.
0: let's talk about it toby well why are we there and and how would we get out what are you talking about what is your real opinion on it so, no troops in any foreign land at all is that what you're saying
1: syria in syria we were down to the one base out and f uh yeah. by the time trump got out and the from what i understand the joint chiefs was slow walking the exit from there and had uh, were had misled them, frankly. And uh, under Biden, we were back up to five bases. Uh, uh, there's now two in Al which is a big area, and there were another four scattered along the Euphrates River going north, coincidental with oil fields that were in the uh, breakaway part of Syria. Are you are and, you advocating uh, that
0: we get out of those areas completely? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, no question. Uh, yeah. The uh, we've been asked by the governments of both countries not to be there. In fact, Syria never asked us to be there. Right. And uh, what Iraq would the, what
0: the blow? What would the blowback be if we did pull out of all of those areas? What What would the blowback be? What would the consequences be? What would happen over the next several years?
1: In Syria, I don't think anything. We just, uh, we've, uh, frankly accomplished nothing, uh, in Syria that I, I'm aware of. And, uh, in fact, we coordinate with all of our air resources in that fly over Syria, coordinate with the Russians who have a sea base and a military base in the north west part of Syria. And, uh... In Iraq, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, do you think but, but we wouldn't have people being shot at? Would do,
0: we? do you think if we pulled out of those areas, that uh, ISIS, Al Qaeda, and radical Islam would be emboldened the way they are in Afghanistan today?
1: No, actually, from what I understand, there's some breakoffs of ISIS and stuff that were training in the Al area to go after the Syrian government. So I'm not quite sure that's that's a germane uh, statement.
0: Yeah. Uh, You and I will disagree on that. I I think if we pull out some of these areas, ISIS, Al Qaeda, and radical Islam would be emboldened. And their ultimate goal is to kill you and me and Western civilization.
1: Well, I spent over three years off and on over in Vietnam, and I'm I'm frankly willing to take that chance to have us pull back a little and not have majority
0: of our military scattered all over the world gotcha i gotcha oh we're just gonna have to uh, agree to disagree then thirty-one here on the tot and oz show you can join us at 512-836-0590 the uh, travis county sheriff's department will soon start offering active shooter training at a local uh you know to local law enforcement agencies yeah, the Travis County Sheriff's Office will start offering this specialized training class uh, in March. The program is in response to uh, Senate Bill 1852. That requires law enforcement officers to complete at least 16 hours of training for responding to a, an active shooter situation. So uh, the Travis County Sheriff's Department is going to kind of spearhead and lead the effort to train some of these folks uh, using, uh, I think, an old Austin school yeah, the sheriff's office said um, in a release it has uh, selected 12 employees to serve as instructors for the program. They'll, uh, you know, uh, accredited from the Advanced Law Enforcement Rapid Response Training Alert System. Uh, Sheriff Sally Hernandez. And we haven't heard from her in a long time, have we? No, I haven't really. To be honest, I, thought, I didn't know she was still the sheriff, to be honest. She's still around.
2: You see her really? once in a while at like the commissioner's court meetings, things like She's that. She's kind of quiet, right? These days, yeah.
0: Yeah, Sally Hernandez and uh, the Travis County Commissioner's Court came to an agreement with the Austin Independent School District to use uh, the old former uh, Rosedale School campus uh, as the training site. Yeah. Are there homes over there? People live around the the school? I would think there is, right? Probably. Still some people live yeah. in that neighborhood? Uh, and, and here's a quote from... Um, and this is from uh, the, from uh, Hernandez, the sheriff. Uh, it just makes sense that we uh, we all learn to gather. We will uh, communicate with each other better and respond using the same methods. I am grateful the Austin ISD uh, for working with us to secure the school, and and believe this effort will uh, benefit each agency involved in communities they serve. Uh, the Travis County Sheriff's Office anticipates about eight hundred officers from uh, municipalities and county agencies uh, throughout Travis County will be trained as part of this program by twenty twenty five.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. You know, I, I know a lot of this was it kind of came up after Uvalde. We had, you know, so many children killed and, and so many law enforcement officers on scene and nobody doing anything. So it adds, what, 16 hours of active shooter training to the basic peace officer training course. And I think they've got to get uh continuing education on this every couple of years uh, so they can remain up to date. I think this is a good thing. It can only help, yeah, certainly. in certainly in this day and age. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you got to train, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and nobody wants a repeat. I will God forbid, nobody wants another school shooting. But you know, uh, nobody certainly wants a repeat of what we saw in U Valley. We want. We want to make sure that everybody's got the training so that never ever happens again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that inaction.
0: All right, jump in here five one two eight three six zero five ninety. The White House is facing a lot of pressure. Uh, you know, to strike Iran over the three U.S. reservist deaths. Mm. That drone attack there at uh, Tower 42. Now, uh, Fox News is talking with a veteran of war uh, about this very issue. And uh, let's listen in. They're getting Kareem Jean-Pierre's reaction first. Let's listen in live.
5: Three folks who are who are military folks, who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration, of the American people,
6: obviously, more so, more importantly. Uh, we lost those souls joey jones your reaction to all this as we get your take and we appreciate it very much
7: yeah on a, maybe a less serious note i think my four-year-old daughter could describe three heroes more easily than Cream Jean pierre there i don't know how you struggle to simply say these are three heroes that shouldn't have died and the fact they died means they died defending our country um I think what troubles me most about this is that precedent does matter and as much as people may want to say or maybe the administration may want to say that all the criticism going back to Afghanistan and withdrawal was partisan in some way, we see here now and we see that Iran knows they can kill at least 13 service members without any type of retaliation. Because that's, what, that's the precedent this administration has said. Their only retaliation was to kill, I believe, 10 civilians because they had bad intel and acted, uh, acted too quickly without, without any type of plan. My, my struggle here is that I hear John Kirby say, we don't want to escalate. In fact, we want to deescalate. And I don't know what part of sitting and waiting for 160 strikes since last October is a de-escalation. I don't, I don't know what part of doing the same thing over and over again and not getting the return you're looking for doesn't change your strategy. And then you have Warhawks like Lindsey Graham or Tom Cotton who say, hey, sh-, you know, bomb Iran right now. Well, I look back at the last six or seven, eight presidents who haven't been able to solve the Iran problem, and I feel like there must be more there than simply dropping a couple of bombs there. And really what I do is I hope that we can just get through this current president's administration and get someone new in office that can have a coherent strategy. Right now, my honest-to-God opinion is that our military is entirely too discombobulated to feel like they can mount a strike that would de-escalate, and that's a terrible place to be in.
6: Sergeant Kennedy Sanders was one of those who was killed in this attack, and her parents were on Fox and Friends this morning. Listen here.
5: However, the President of the United States decides to respond, it won't change our situation at all. So we we just choose to move forward and continue to pray for those who are still there. Whatever is decided, I trust that it will be a good decision that keeps everyone in the safest position possible. In the best interests of the United States.
6: One of the things that happened yesterday as well is that Joy Reid over at MSNBC had a little bit of a hot mic moment. Um, This is what she said. Over the weekend, President Biden said he's ready to take action if
5: Congress is serious about solving the border issue.
1: If that bill were
6: the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done. Starting another war. So that was, that was her talking about a tar, starting another war. I, one of the things Mike Pompeo said yesterday is that yeah. whether, however we want to think about this, Iran is at war with us. Do you agree with that?
7: How are we starting a war if we've been attacked 160 times and we finally choose to retaliate in a way that hopefully prevents, and may, I may be wrong in that number, but, but hopefully prevents the next The next strike on us Uh, If you want to say we started the war Then we started the war by having troops in Jordan Iraq and Syria to begin with But President Biden made the choice to do what's called Over the horizon capabilities And pull everyone out of Afghanistan That puts a target specifically on those Troops in the region If you want to say we're starting the war Then we're starting the war by saying that Israel is our ally And we will defend them Which is a part of the mission of the troops in that region So we can follow this all the way back to Jimmy Carter If we want to The fact is we have troops on the ground in the Middle East that are currently being attacked Iran is essentially saying yeah we're the ones doing it and we have to decide a strategy be decisive and forceful I don't want to be in a war I certainly don't want to be in a war with President Biden at the helm because it is obvious that he and his administration act completely out of fear of what might be done not with any type of assurance of what they can prevent from happening so we are in a rock and a hard place that is the position we're in with this government and then on top of that we have a military that just truly feels disjointed we have a, a secretary defense that goes into the hospital president doesn't know about it we have things that happen almost Mm -hmm. on a daily basis that makes us wonder do we have the capability i mean when a when the drone from a terrorist organization can get through all of our defensive mechanisms and maybe even be mistaken for a u.s drone that shows a weakness in our own capabilities that is huge that puts us behind the eight ball in pretty much every adversary we have
0: Joey Jones there, uh, Marine, bomb tech, uh, Fox News contributor, and, well, what do you think? Uh, Jump in at 512-836-0590. He kind of explains that we're in a pickle. Well, we really are. It's kind of hard to make a decision in either direction. You don't want to escalate things, but, well, uh, sitting back and, and, and allowing 160 different attacks on American soldiers... That's not helping, right? Right. Your little experiment of de-escalation has failed, Mm. and uh, you got to come up with something
2: else. At least three dead, 120 plus injured in these attacks. I mean, we're choosing to keep ourselves there in in that region, and if that's the case, we are going to have to make the decision to fight back. Let's don't forget about the two Navy SEALs. Yeah, they. And let's don't forget about the 13 that died trying to get out of Afghanistan. Yes, yes, and Joe Biden's opening act as president 945 here on
0: the Todd and Oz show yeah you could join us too at 512-836-0590 let's talk a little bit about your money an interesting report this morning about your
2: finances and young people yeah it's, it's uh, an article here in uh, in fortune they talk about something known as money dysmorphia mm. which is uh well, you know, Gen Z's got to have a title for everything. Sure. Uh, so basically, what, what it's saying is that uh, social media really taking its toll. Uh, according to this survey, about half of Gen Z and, and even and millennials are obsessed with the idea of getting rich. Mm. Uh, and worse yet, the idea feels perennially out of reach for them. 48% of Gen Zers say they feel behind financially. 59% of millennials say they feel the same. Uh, but there, there, there's this obsession with getting rich, this money dysmorphia, as they call it, mm. uh, and, and the belief that they will never actually reach those highs. That, yeah. And I think a lot of this. I mean, again, you know, you could tie it. I think back to social media yet again. Sure, I mean, you know, yeah, everything out there on social media is telling young people, you, you know, that look at all this cash I'm flashing. You know, you got, you got videos of of young women all all over the place out there. You know, saying, well, if you don't make three four hundred thousand dollars, don't even talk to me. Mm. You know, so now young men are saying, oh well, I gotta, I gotta find the grind, and I, I'm not doing this one. And you're watching all these other influencers. I just, I but I think it's odd that we've got we've got a name for it. You're saying the social media
0: has uh, manipulated the minds of young
2: people, kind of give them a false impression of reality. Is breaking news, right? Right. right. I hear
0: what you're saying. Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's it's yet another, I think, negative impact that of of social media on young people. Yeah. What a what a miserable way to live, though. I mean, it's not like we we haven't all at one point in time had the had the desire, the quest to for wealth and power. You know, and fame. Everybody has that. You know that that uh, that. It, some of us work for it in, in different ways. Some of us find it in different heights. But you know, uh, uh, according to this survey here, this is by uh, Intuit Credit Karma. They uh, fifty fifty percent of millennials and Gen Z are obsessed with the, with the ever uh, the ongoing quest for wealth. Which is pretty interesting because that's the same group that is constantly
0: going after rich people. Yeah. Right. Right right pay your fair share eat the rich tax the rich you know that kind of thing right that's right they they hate those rich people but yet they desperately want to be one
2: well nearly 40 percent of the people who responded to this the young people uh who say they're struggling with money dysmorphia say they got at least 10 grand in savings 23 percent say they got more than 30 grand now these are higher balances than most people i know who don't have quote money dysfor- dysmorphia Typically, that generation likes to affirm the dysphoria. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, you know, you got you got to it's a, it's empowerment through victimhood, right?
0: Check this out: uh, UPS has just announced they plan to cut twelve thousand jobs as part of a bid to save one billion dollars in cost managers and contractor positions will uh, make up most of the layoffs. The job cuts come as UPS uh, issued a, a disappointing sales outlook for the year, saying it expects global revenue between 92 billion and 94.5 billion, and that would be up from 91 billion in revenue reported in 2023, but analysts sur- surveyed by uh, well analysts surveyed had been expect- expecting about 95.6 billion. So they came up short. UPS Lost business last year as, you know, customer concerned about the possible strike by the Teamsters shifted Mm -hmm. shipments to rival carriers such as FedEx. Well, although UPS uh, said it expects to get most of the business back, it had won back only about 60% uh, that it lost so far.
2: 12,000 jobs cut at UPS. That's big. That's big. I wonder if those 12,000 people are, are, uh, you know, thrilled. Over the moon about Bidenomics right yeah. now. Yeah, Annie is uh, checking in from North Austin this morning. Ann, good morning.
5: Good morning.
0: Yeah, good morning.
5: I'm just calling to let you know that I know we're concerned with everything in the Middle East. However, you really and truly cannot see firsthand, unless you look into the healthcare system, how bad it really is. Here? Here. Yeah, okay. And um, what do you say? The dear? majority of our healthcare. Is to immigrants, and um, I'm a healthcare worker. I would not say where,
0: mm-hmm.
5: but I see it firsthand.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I, we we that's that's part and of the I, argument. There's I no doubt about it. That's of part opinion. of the. Hang on a second, Andy. We we've talked about this. How the open border is just overwhelming our our system, huh. schools, yeah. hospitals, or roads. You could go on and on. Yeah,
5: and it's very scary.
2: But there was a report, and about it was out of Denver. But they were talking about how uh, eight thousand illegal immigrants accounted for twenty thousand ER visits last year. Are you? I mean, you say you work in the in the healthcare field. Are you seeing numbers that might align similar with that here in in this city?
5: It's worse here.
2: It's yeah. worse here.
5: Ten times, ten times, and nobody sees it because unless you live in Lake Travis, Lakeway, the bubbles, you're not going to see it. But look at your yard workers and everybody that works for you.
0: What? No, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You, you, you're kind of bouncing around a little bit here. You, you, you say it's scary. What's scary?
5: Well, what, well the idea that who, who are we, who's working for us? Who's working for us?
2: You talk about are illegal legal, immigrants? Are they
5: Are they? You know, I don't know anymore.
2: What do you
0: mean?
5: What do you mean? Well, uh, use your, you, you, in your front it, yard. Okay. yard you, workers. Who's working for the city? Well, that's nothing new. Yeah. Uh, well, I know that I'm aware, but I see it in healthcare and that's the only thing I'm trying to pinpoint. And we, we worry about overseas right now, <sighs> but I just wanted to bring up that point.
0: I haven't heard uh, the point. Yeah, uh, hospitals are being overwhelmed by uh, uh, undocumented illegal aliens. Yes, that's, that's, not, that's not new. That's been going on for a long time. You could visit any emergency room right this very minute, and, uh, and, and, and there'd be a lack of identification. Now, I'm sure it's gotten worse over the years. Yeah. I'm sure it's gotten exponentially I don't think, worse. I don't think people, Annie, are worried about the landscapers. No. Well, no,
5: they're not. It's cheap labor. I agree. No, it's
0: not. It's not cheap labor. What are you talking about? Cheap labor.
5: Well, yeah. but I do apologize. No, 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 uh, don't apologize. Just honest. talk. Just talk to us. What yeah, do you see in your heart? I ho- have to say, I, I'm just seeing firsthand that the majority of the people that utilize the ER system that is free because they cannot turn people away. Why and would not they get admitted into a hospital. Yeah. And if you look at the books, hospitals do not get reimbursement other than through medicaid and maybe medicare
0: no no no. no it's now, an overwhelmed most, system mostly it's
5: medicare medicaid and so
0: yeah you're right yeah deal. we see it all the time yeah thank you and appreciate that good gosh man
2: uh, so i'm guessing that I, I think she was trying to get at you know we, we we've talked a lot about iran and, and these overseas issues and that's a big deal but we need to look in our backyard and realize just how, how big of a crisis it is, including on in our health care system. Jacob, good morning. Hey, guys,
3: good morning. Yes, I uh, normally don't care too much about like, all the you know, little sh- attacks and stuff. I care about them, but usually they don't mean that much to me until I see Republicans and Democrats this morning, Nancy Pelosi and Lindsey Graham, both, both big hitters on both sides, both calling for war. So I think we ought to actually be a little bit wary about this uh, war that ran here. Um not saying we shouldn't do it, but I'm just saying I think it's actually
0: on the table here yeah here's here's the, here's my thought we've been in war with these countries for generations that's why we have military bases in those locations
3: yeah why are they fighting I seems like they're really wanting to go for this war thing though
0: it's more than Eastern is I don't know there's some war hawks out there that love a good war the uh, the the economy loves a good war we got to keep those people at fort worth employed at lockheed sure uh that's that's kind of part of it but yeah it's but we do have interest over there that we need to protect right jacob
3: yes sir we do yeah yeah we got people over there regardless but absolutely we i i I don't uh i don't know if it's gonna lead to that it might just be another war war game type thing but we're at war what are you
0: talking it's it's too late the war is happening. They've they've attacked us 160 times, and we have not responded.
3: Right, now I'm saying I think at this time we might actually go into Iran and take care of it.
2: Maybe so. Could get nasty if that happens. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings, five to ten, on News Radio KLBJ.
0: Doctor Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals bringing patients relief at last.
1: stimulation is an implantable device consisting of two tiny wires connected to a battery that are placed alongside the spine. These wires emit a tiny electronic signal that blocks the pain signal that travels on nerves.
0: Advanced Pain Care, 512-244-4272. Or online, austinpaindoctor.com.